Uh, guys and gals, episode 17, pre-snap motion. Uh, we are here today to give you our review of week two, a pretty solid slate. Uh, the primetime games continue to show uh, some additional heartbreak for Hayden and myself. Congrats to Hayden, by the way. Uh, new uh, social media manager, question mark on the title, for the Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, it's a WHL hockey team Dude, you have to look at the jerseys of these. Hell Anyone yeah. who lives in the Midwest, buy one of these. Um, be careful with the currency exchange rate because it got me to, it's almost like the peso thing in Mexico. Like I looked and I was like, $97. And I was like, oh, wait, okay, hold on. Their money is plastic. We figured it out. Um, that being said, guys, before we dig in, uh, Drew here with Hayden and Aaron. Uh, guys, how was the week? How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm... Uh... Ready to gainfully employed. I'm I'm employed. I'm uh, still on air. I'm with you guys to record this week. I'm happy. I don't know. I am. I'm just still living off the the high that was this weekend from so many perspectives. Uh, I'll, I'll start with Saturday. On a personal note, my oldest daughter's first soccer game. She scored the first goal of the game. I was like, "That's it, hey. T- Team USA, Team USA." We. <laughs> Like, where are the Olympics in 2036 or whatever? Because watch out, Alex Morgan. Uh, anyways, uh, then on Sunday, uh, while the pre-snap motion had mixed results, uh, the, our, our pick five entry had mixed results. My, my personal entry went five and oh, had a hell of a day on the book. Great fantasy day. The Colts suck, but uh, they can't hurt me anymore because I'm, I'm numb to it. And uh, yeah, so yeah, very, very positive, successful weekend. I got a big fly fishing trip coming up this weekend that I'm pumped about with the old man up in uh, upper Michigan, not the peninsula, still in the mainland part, but uh, yeah, lower part of the mitten. It's the lower part of the mitten. It's like, it's north. If you don't count the UP, like in the lower section, it's in the northern part of that. I, I can understand, but if you're in Michigan, you're like, where do you live? People just point to their hand like jackasses. It's like a thing that they do. Yeah. I don't really. Oh, so you're saying the on... lower, you're saying the lower part of the mitten is more north? That is not even close to what I'm saying. I'm just saying they're going to point with their mitten instead of the weird fucking other upside down mitten. They're going to point uh-huh. just on that bottom part. Yeah, they do do that. I don't... They do do that. It's a cultural <clears> thing. We are off to a rocking start this week. Hell yeah. It's been pretty solid, guys. It's been pretty solid. Um, appreciate everyone for hanging with us. So uh, we talked about the new format a little bit last week. Uh, we are going to highlight the previous week's game. We will run through them in chronological order. Uh, we will give takes, feedback, etc., And then we're going to hit you with dun, 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 a uh, pick up we'll, another shorter pod. We'll hit you with some of our pick and a couple of maybe our favorite props and things like that as we go through. Uh, I had a pretty killer betting weekend last week. So uh, that means I'm doomed and don't listen to anything I tell you. Uh, that being said, guys, let's start with that Thursday night game last week. Uh, I almost, I had like a Canadian, that was like Minnesota or like upper peninsula there. I said, hey, oh, talk to Hayden long enough. It's going to rub off on you. I said, oh yeah, guys, let's Get back to that Thursday night game. We got the Giants against the Washington football team. Uh, looks like both teams had fun, but it was pretty close there in the end. Uh, <laughs> fire away, fellas. I I like Taylor Heineke. Can I just say that? I think he's a good quarterback. I like to watch him play. I know that he doesn't have like a pedigree. I don't know where he went to college. I'm not that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, every time I've seen this kid play, he just shows up and chucks the ball and like, runs around and makes plays like he looks like he's not thinking too hard he just looks like he's out there trying to do what he's supposed to do and he's good at it and I like to watch him play yeah I he had a he had a good game uh this was kind of fun to watch it was messy at times but it was fun um yeah I don't know if if Taylor Heineke plays good these next couple of weeks I could see them starting him over uh Fitzpatrick when he comes back from his injury but uh, no fun game overall. I don't really have too much more to say on that. That Slayton uh, drop or just miss. That was, that was awful. Awful. 
this is Heineke's stat line against what what people consider at least the middle of the road, maybe like top twelve defense in the league, top fifteen. Oh, Giants have okay. a decent defense. I I thought not okay. not team <laughs> defense defense. 34 for 34 for 46, 336 yards, two touchdowns. He did have a pick. He only took one sack. One sack. Yeah. I like the guy. I like him. I think he's good. Uh, Taylor Heineke is the pride of Old Dominion University uh, in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, They are the big blue, in case anyone was wondering. Mm -hmm. Uh, And based on the takes here, uh, he's looking to make the Washington football team his (laughs) new Dominion. I'll see myself out. (laughs) um no but in in all seriousness uh the giants suck i've been on this for a while uh one of you guys picked them for the over and those like one of your locks this year holy shit you guys they're terrible they are not good they are not a good football team um danny dimes is still making all the same mistakes he made four years ago uh saquon did look much better in this game which was encouraging yeah he had two plays that were pretty long runs if i remember correctly uh, we're almost Wait, a week out he, now. He only had like 60 yards. They couldn't have been that long. Dude, no. So that's what it was. So he had one rush for 43 yards, and then he ended up with like 13 carries for 62. That is what yeah. happened. He had. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's game. a more like damning stat. If he had one that's long right. run. <laughs> Didn't he have, but so he had one that got called other back. 13 I carries. <laughs> I watched this. He had like a 26 yard or something like that they got called back to. There was, a, there was another thing. Uh, but hey, man, in today's league, 61 yards and 13 carries are on pace for over 1,000 yards. You're almost an 1,100-yard guy in, in today's <laughs> NFL. <laughs> All right. I, I, think we're, I think we're good on that one. Uh, let's bounce to uh, that Raiders-Steelers game uh, on oh. Sunday. It's the, it's the Derek Carr show. Um, Hayden, hide your excitement already. We heard you hit puberty as your Raiders overhit increases in value slowly <laughs> but surely. Um, and I'll go ahead and say it. Big Ben is, he is cooked. It's over. It's done. Wingstop yeah. has caught up to him. It's, it's, it's almost sad now. There were two plays in that game when I went back and rewatched it where he would try to climb the pocket. And like, as he tried to climb, like Mason Crosby made all, he made it all the way around and like, Sacked him by his foot. Max like, Crosby. Like, Max Crosby. Is it not Mason? Oh, he's that's the kicker. That's Excuse a kicker. Me. Don't don't pass. Don't do it. I know where you're going yeah. with it. <laughs> pass. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Big Ben's cooked. It's I think it's done. It's it, it's kind of sad. It, it almost ages me in a way because I see guys like Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger, who I remember coming into the league. I'm like these guys are skeletons at this point. Like they're both done. They're Why did you done. choose violence? You didn't have to choose violence when you entered this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, but uh, th- those guys are both done. So I had a few notes on this game. Okay, so Carr, Carr threw all over a really good Pittsburgh defense. This was impressive. Um, I did... Uh, have to fend off some Raiders trolls wanting to say that uh, that Carr is the front runner for MVP. Uh, I think that was a bit of a reach given the hot starts by Brady and Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, Carr looks great. Um, and Henry Ruggs is good? Question mark. Like, no, I, stop. No, I, no. I, he's not bad. He's not no. bad. Just I know that nine routes. His no, no. Don't do this. I know he just runs a lot of crossing routes. I know that the defenses are focused on, on Waller primarily, and he benefits from that. I'm just saying the guy is taking advantage so far, and he's a big part of why Carr's numbers look so good. So let's, let's he, see what happens. He has seven catches for 150 and a tutty. What are you talking about? Yeah, but almost all of that came in game two. All right. Like all of that was last week. He had a huge right. game. It was a coming out party. If All right. Know. Oh, dude. No, Hayden, you go. I don't want to do this right now. Well, uh, I'm just excited about my uh, Raiders over, which is looking better each uh, each week, at least early on here. And uh, yeah, if Carr keeps so playing this way, it's gonna it's gonna hit. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. So sharp, Hayden. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys uh, are you guys ready for the um? the like primetime week for Susie Colbert or like maybe not her. I would, I would say like Rachel Nichols or something, but it won't be her either. Just the like, talking about like Pam Dawson or something. 
I'm just waiting for like the the Raiders are going trying to go four and zero. I believe they play the Chargers that game, and it's going to be like Derek Carr always disrespected. What's it feel like? You you finally made it, and you get like the Chris Collinsworth piece where he's like, you know, I always had faith in Derek Carr. <laughs> the guys just always had the arm talent. You just waited for the system to come around. I mean, you know, you know what? I, I like this kid. I just, it's going to irk me to no end to, to watch all that unfold. So John, uh, John, John Gruden, are you saying you did not call the Green Bay Packers and inquire about Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> availability six weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, you, you see like the, the John Gruden interviews after the game where he's like, man, Derek's special. And it's like, dude, you fucking roasted him all of last year. Like we, he was, he was expected to not like be there for a minute. Right. I mean, that yeah. relationship. Yeah, fractured. for sure. For sure. Um, hey, you know, good for them. Uh, it was a good win against a cook team uh, bouncing on to the uh, 49ers Eagles uh, Niners squeaked that one out 17 to 11. Um, the Niners, how do I put this, looked almost disinterested in the second half. Um, Trey Lance had a pretty up-and-down performance in that game for his, the packages that he was in. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I Here are my notes on this game. Nine punts. Nine punts. Like, what a, what a boring game. Jalen Hurts almost had more rushing attempts than he did completions. He carried the ball 10 times, only completed 12 passes. Yeah. That, that, I mean – Let's uh, I, he looked so good against Atlanta, but maybe that was more of a product of Atlanta's defense being horrible. Um, so I guess that, that was a little bit of a reality check for Jalen Hurts playing a playing a pretty legit uh, NFL defense with the Niners. But yeah, this this was a boring game. I don't know how much time we need to spend on this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm good to move on whenever you guys are. But Drew, <laughs> no, man, that was no, it was just, you know, it's week two of the NFL season. The Niners had a kind of a a weird game against the lions the week prior i i'm pretty sure they just wanted to like let's just get out of here with this w like yeah philadelphia sucks it's a dirty water town like we want to get out of here <laughs> um bouncing on uh we've got the texans against the browns that game was scary in the beginning so i had some browns exposure i uh I had, a, I had a pretty large parlay that they were in just as a super square like money line just filler to get an extra leg in there uh and they were down what uh, at least one touchdown i think it was 14 i think to they were down like 10 a, i think they were down 10 points at one point because i, yeah, I they were also down. had them i also had them in a money line parlay and i didn't feel great about it because the texans looked halfway competent last week i was like yeah no it's fine and it was a little nerve-wracking until Terod got hurt and that game also had a pretty weird um they had a taunting penalty that was like effective and i guess we're going to continue to talk about this as we go through Ugh. Remember when I pitched that we need just like a football guy to be in, like we just need a football guy to sit next to Roger Goodell and be like, hey, the single numbers, good call. Oh, hey, we're going to do the, the two helmet thing so we can have some like dope throwbacks again. It's a pretty cool job, Roger. And then Roger's like, you know what, man? I just, me and all these like crusty white owners, we're really tired of these guys like jumping around and having fun. And football guys like, nope, the, you let them have fun. People love when they have fun. Yeah. And, and I just, and also the same guy would have been like Ed Sheeran, probably not the guy for week one. And we call we all could have moved on. If you go on the NFL's website, those like $200 NFL and Ed Sheeran crossover jackets are still oh out there. Oh my God. Who's buying Who's those? that for? Yeah. Who's it for? I point yeah. them out. And if I see one person, if I see one person in public rocking an Ed Sheeran varsity jacket, I'm going to be like, yo, take that shit off right now. You're the wrong Who guy. Who is buying those? only ed sheeran and you know that ed sheeran wants it to sell out so he just like cut them a fat check like hey here's a million dollars this fucking merchandise i will not be embarrassed <laughs> you know what i, I think houston could, could could have won this game if uh tyrod didn't get hurt you know why why do the football guys hate tyrod so much oh they do they really do why <laughs> this uh, that made me so sad because he was looking so good and i was like Hell yeah. Like after you get stabbed yeah. in the lung by the doctor last year, like he's back, he's slinging the ball around, you know, he's kind of on a, I almost want to say a fun Texans team because like he was, everyone's, everyone's just thrown them, left them for dead. So it's like, whatever, we're just going to, you know, we got nothing to lose. We're just going to come out here and play ball. And he was the perfect quarterback for this. And he was ten, 10 and a for 11 buck 25 and a tutty when he left. I agree with you. He looked really sharp, man. Yeah. He looked really good. 
Um, this was the this was the perfect Browns game where uh, Baker 19 for 21, 215 and a tutty had a pick, uh, but they had Chubb and Kareem Hunt 20, 25 carries, 160 yards combined. I mean that is literally their recipe for success. They got to get those guys combined like 35 carries, let Baker make all the right reads, and that's how they get there. And their defense carried them, but I mean it's Davis Mills, so you know what are you, what are you gonna do? I'm interested. The Browns have some serious cluster injuries at wide receiver. Jarvis Landry got hurt. Uh, I, it sounds like OBJ might be back this week, but like maybe not won't be 100%. So it's like, so your number one wide receiver is Donovan Peoples-Jones? Or like, what, what are we doing here? So I don't know. This could be one of those things where maybe the Browns figure out it doesn't matter who they have at wide receiver. Um, they just base it off the run. They do the play action thing and they, they make it work. Or is it like, oh, this is going to make them too one dimensional and too much of a 1960s uh, style offense where they're just trying to slam Chubb and hunt into the line, you know, 35 times a game. So I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eye on that. Um, Baker has been launching the ball. It's funny. He was 19 for 21. He, he's like second in yards per attempt in the league yeah so the passes he is. he is throwing are like deep balls <laughs> so that's they get an interesting offense going on here so that's a Stefanski special because Kirk Cousins during his time there also the very thing. similar statistics yeah. uh Stefanski runs the ball uses screens and uses play action and when he it's to set up shots it's the Kyle Shanahan special it's how can we show you the same look like four different times or how can I give you this various motion to Instead of you thinking this is a two by two, now it's a three by one and oh, whoop, there it goes. There's a, there's a 12 yard dart. So I'm not surprised at all. If that's his stat. That's not, yeah. not surprising. Um, next game, we got Broncos 2013, 2013, God damn it. 23 to 13 mm-hmm. over your Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to say this now and I'm going to sound stupid. Um, I, they, they've beaten the Giants and the Jags, who I think are two pretty subpar teams. I love the Denver Broncos. I do. I love them. It's a drug. I can't quit. I was looking at them in the pick and pool, and I'm like, how can I pull the trigger on these fucking guys? Chubb is hurt, which sucks. I watched, um, I watched this game on Game Pass. Um, I love Teddy Bridgewater. He made two throws, <clears throat> one of them to Cortland Sutland down the sideline, where he flipped his feet moved a linebacker, he bit up on the shorter route, and he literally just threw it in a seam right down the sideline over him. It was an absolutely beautiful throw for like a 27-yard gain. Um, The time that Teddy wasn't playing, because he went down in, what, 2016, he had the year he was in New Orleans, he got kind of discarded after Carolina last year. Um, He has learned a ton of things, working with guys like Peyton, et cetera, being with Drew Brees. And it was evident. And I think that he's exactly the kind of quarterback that this defensive heavy team needs. He has a ton of weapons. I love the Broncos. The, the fit is just so great for him there. Uh, it's, it's so much better than, um, help me, Jake something. Who's there? Who, who did he beat out in the quarterback? Derek, uh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Drew Lock. So um, Drew Lock is like a big arm, like take chances, check the ball downfield type guy but he was also throwing a lot of interceptions, making a lot of dumb plays and turnovers. So just forcing that defense to be back on the field, back on the field, back on the field. Right. Teddy is like, mm, no, uh, we can run the ball 25, 30 times a game with the MG three and Javante Williams combo. Uh, well, I'll rely on my defense. I'll make good reads. I won't turn the ball over. I will just be like the vanilla quarterback that this team needs to just allow the things that they're good at to put them in the best position to get those things done. So I, yeah, the, the God AFC. So when you think about the AFC West and the NFC West, it was like, Oh yeah, they're the, the good teams in those divisions are really good. Like best in the NFL, but you have like the Broncos and the Raiders and yeah. the Cardinals at the bottom. It's like, yeah. Oh shit. The Broncos, the Raiders and the Cardinals are also all really good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's starting to look like the NBA, honestly, like the NBA, like 10 years ago where the West is just infinitely better than the Eastern conference. And we're going to be looking at, cause we have the extra playoff team this year, but we're going to be like in week, like 17 where you're like, Oh, I mean, dude, like, you know, the Broncos are going to win, like, the Broncos schedule is easy also. Like, it is favorable, but they were dog shit last year. Um, 
their next. I mean, coming up, they got the Jets this weekend, and then it's yep. Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, and Browns yep. for the next four after that. So I don't know. That's a that could be a tough stretch. <clears throat> but then they get WFT, they get the yep. Cowboys, they get the Eagles, Eagles. they get yeah. a Lions Bengals game later in the year. Yeah. <sighs> Juicy. I mean, look, if in honestly, like this team, the way that they're playing, they have the defensive players that like they could beat a Ravens team in mile high. Like they could. I'm not going to be surprised at all if they do that. Let me switch gears for yeah. a second. Are the Jags are the Jags going full Joe Bluth right now? Like, is Shad Khan going? I've made I've made a huge mistake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's it's two games, and I'm not saying this. I'm just saying it is. It's fair to wonder. Lawrence looks just lost, and I know Denver's yeah. defense is fantastic. But man, like he doesn't have a prayer, not so a I'm, prayer. And then Urban Urban Meyer had the quote about like, uh, man, the NFL. It's like you have to play Alabama every single week or something like that. I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit because they're all from Alabama, <laughs> Urban. They all came from there. Um, so yeah, but I Urban, saw, you're supposed to have Alabama players too. I, I have. A, he drafted Clemson players. I have a. I do have a, a Trevor Lawrence stat for you. Uh, so since 2005. Uh, through the first two games of the regular seasons when they started calculating the statistic. Trevor Lawrence leads everyone, every quarterback, in uncatchable throws at 35%. Three and a half out of every 10 throws. Do you know who's right behind him at 34.5%? Deshaun Watson. Tim Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Also, when you made that Arrested Development reference, I saw Hayden frantically googling like George Bluth, like he was a U.S. president or something. You know, I, he was I, like, I, oh I, my god, who no, in the I, hell I've, was? I've this? watched Arrested Development. I, I, uh, <laughs> I have. I enjoyed it. Did you watch Arrested the- Development? Arrested Development is just peaking in northern Canada right now, Drew. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect reference for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just getting up. All there. right. What do we got next? What do we uh, got? Next? Saints Panthers. Uh, Panthers beat the Saints. Was this like an uh-oh game, or was this who the Saints really are? It's a good question. It's like, there's the Jameis we know. There, there, there's the Jameis we, we've, uh, we've grown to love over the years. I don't know. They got totally thrown out of their game plan. I was super confused why Kamara only had eight carries. I understand they were losing for the, a big portion of this game, but he's like a pass-catching back. He only had four catches. Like, I don't. I, is the is the, the is the Panthers defense really good? They knocked Jameis down eleven times. They hit, they put him on the ground eleven times. Yeah. So um, the Panthers defense is run by Phil Snow. Uh, Phil Snow might as well be one of the Ryan twins at this point. He runs the four six almost exclusively. Uh, and there was an article last year, a uh, quote that I found from Aaron Rodgers after the game where Aaron Rodgers, who I think we could all agree besides, you know, besides Peyton Brady, I mean, he's on par as far as just cerebral and the ability to read defenses prior to the line of scrimmage. Aaron Rodgers like, dude, I had no idea what was coming at me. Uh, they sacked him six times in the game they played last year. Um, and effectively, what he said was there's five guys in the box, but they're playing a cover two shell. And he... Phil Snow is really impressive. The front seven they have with Shaq Lawson and team, they're athletic and it pops off the screen. They are fast and yeah, man, they get around. But the thing about a four, six specifically in today's NFL, when you're seeing um, like so many 11s, you're you're not so much like 21 and things like that anymore, is it makes play action almost impossible. Uh, because with that many people at the line of scrimmage, you have even coverages. So you're running two by twos and you effectively, like you can flip that coverage depending on which way the quarterback is rolling out. So offenses effectively get away from it. Uh, wow. So it tough to run a ball, tough to run the ball. And the thing the saints do really well, Camara is it's, it's not just the handoffs and the, the carries that we think of, but it's the think like Reggie Bush, the, those like extended handoffs where there's swing passes, their balls in the flat, yeah. where they're designed yeah. to dump the ball to the running back. That's really hard to do against that defense. So you think you're, you're saying you're suggesting, and I know you're not high on the saints this year, but maybe this was just a, a bad matchup for them. I think it's probably a bad matchup for the saints. I'm not incredibly high on them. I think this is kind of who we thought they were. Um, I, I am on the record 
saying the Panthers were one of the most interesting teams because Matt Rule is a turnaround artist. He does this. He did it at Temple. He did it at Baylor. His second Darnold, season, Darnold his looks team, okay. Darnold looks all yeah. right. Man, and that's we're going to talk about the Jets in a bit. And holy hell, but like he was left for dead. Um, yeah, I think that the, the the Panthers might like if the Panthers come in second in that division behind Tampa. Like I don't think I'm shocked. No. They look good. This Darnold, and maybe this is a good time to bring this up. We were, I, I was, I was talking to someone today about how the Jets, how they try to build teams that the cupboards are bare. So they, and they try to draft this quarterback with the top five pick and have him be the savior and try to build the team around him and bring him around. But the problem is you're putting this, you know, 22 year old kid into a horrible situation. They, they haven't had an offensive line for years. They don't have good skilled players. Uh, their defense is okay. That's where they seems to they spend the rest of their resources, but then they, they get yeah. screwed. Like, so guys like Darnold, guys like Zach Wilson, they go in <clears> and they have no chance. So then you see Darnold go to, to a team where it's like, Oh, here's Christian McCaffrey. He basically rips off 150 total yards per game, you know, one way or the other. Oh, and you have a good defense and, oh, you have a decent head coach, DJ Moore to throw the ball to like, oh, yeah, okay. Like you're, you're giving this guy a chance to succeed. So you're actually being able to see him, you know, put some things together instead of trying to put the whole team on his back, which he wasn't ready to do in New York, especially with a guy like Gase, you know, calling the plays. Um, yeah, we're, we're seeing some, some positive early returns from Darnold get that post gaze bump. So I, and I don't want to read too far into this because of the two teams they played, right. They, they beat the jets. They beat the Panthers, both of those, or excuse me, the saints, both of those games are at home. They have the Texans with Davis mills tomorrow. So you, you would assume they'd win that game. Then they travel to Dallas. They play the Panthers, but then they get Philly at home. They get the Vikings at home, which God bless. Uh, but then they play the Giants, the Falcons again. They have the Ooh. Washington football team. They have the Falcons again, clearly, in their division. Uh, I mean, they're tough games left. They play the Bucks twice. They have another Saints matchup. They get the Bills, Bills. and they have the Cards. I mean, I don't know, dude. Is that – I mean, is is that team 9-8? and eight? I can see it. I mean yeah. – I don't see what They seem to have a high floor. When you have a guy like McCaffrey, and if their yeah. defense is going to play, like – anywhere near this level, 80% of this level for the rest of the season, that gives them a very high floor, especially with that schedule. Um, all right. That's, that's enough about a, a game. I don't think many people care about. Uh, we Rams Colts 27, 24 is next on the slate. I was there. I seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm going to say about this game before I let Aaron get into the, the, the monologue is that first possession where the Colts were within the five yard line. That was right in front of me. Um, and they ran it three times and then they ran that God awful play action pass that never had a chance. Um, the Colts right tackle is bad. Whoever played was not good. Was it Braden Smith? Is that who that is? Braden Smith. He's, he is not good. And I'm PFF kind of backed us up on that, but who's running play action when Aaron Donald lined up on that side of the formation, they lined him up at end. That was a that broken, guy. that was a broken play. I, th- this is another example of, Wentz and the rest of the team not being on the same page he went to do play action and the running back was like four yards away I mean they they I, I don't know if if Wentz was wrong or the running back was wrong or or what what the line expected the play was supposed to be but that was all discombobulated again I mean they're just not they're they're you know some teams you like to say oh they're in mid-season form this team is like in mini camp form in fucking July like they're just so so all over the place that the offensive line is not not performing nearly as well as people expected them to play Wentz got knocked down 11 times um and they have the athletes and they have they they have the, enough good play calling to to move the ball downfield but when you get in the red zone when really the margin for error sinks really low it's like okay we got to be on the same page this is a precision deal like to to be able to put the ball in the end zone they just, they don't have it. They're not there. They're not there yet. Um, and that, that showed the, that shovel pass, that shovel pass that he just threw into like, there was like four Rams players and one Colts guy. It's like, what, what, what is this? Like, what are you even doing? Just didn't make any sense. I, their secondary is just getting torched right now that they need Xavier Rhodes back so badly and, and i know as vikings fans you always want to kind of chuckle at that but he's had a resurgence he had a really good year yeah. he said he had a resurgence last year with the colts um 
And whoever you, you've seen it two weeks in a row now, whoever is the number two wide receiver for a team, whoever gets lined up against TJ Carey and not Rock Yassin, it, they're just having a field day. They're having an absolute field day. It was it was Cooper Cup last week running wild. They couldn't keep him under control. Um, week one, it was TJ Lockett running all over the place. Um, there it's uh it's not great it's not great the offensive line and the defense the things that were really supposed to carry this team have been really underperforming they're getting on the lower end of what they were expecting out of Wentz obviously it's it's not good it's not good well I mean to be I'm fair, concerned Wentz was running for his life most of that game and you guys but that that's a problem it, I don't know if it's I sometimes he holds on to the ball too long. I've made note of this before in this podcast. There's a couple of times where it's like, dude, you got to get out of the pocket. You got to throw this ball away, but he's under duress more than he should be considerably. And, and that's also a big played, issue. You also played the Seahawks and the Rams to open the season though, which was probably pretty bad out of Owen two teams in like an extremely winnable division still in the AFC South, because I mean, who knows where we're going to get out of the Titans. I don't think I would. Plus you get the extra game this year. I don't think I would – I wouldn't burn it down just yet. I think you'll be okay. Aaron, how do you feel about the uh, HBO cameras uh, getting in there in-season hard knocks? I feel bad for anybody that wants to be interested in that. Like, they seem like the most boring team to follow around midseason. Just, like, you think about, like, Wentz and Reich and – I don't know. I, I guess maybe Quentin Nelson will have a few funny sound bites. Darius Leonard is kind of a personality, but it's like you look at guys like Jack Doyle and Jonathan Taylor. And it's like, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I'm a Colts fan. I, I, I cannot imagine anything mildly interesting that they're going to be doing behind the scenes. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that, that seems like a pretty uh, mild pick for a team. You know, even though what you're what you're saying about Carson, when you guys still, I mean, the Rams only outgained you by 16 yards. Um, passing was comparable. I mean, I was there. Like, when didn't look terrible in the moments he had. It did remind me of 2012 Andrew Luck, where he was just as soon as the ball was snapped. And granted, you're playing Aaron Donald, and like that's a whole thing. And the Rams also looked at PFF, I think, because they were lining him up outside. They were putting him on your all over your tackles. It was the Quentin Nelson, Aaron Donald matchup that people were expecting. That wasn't the case at all. He, I think they were only mano a mano once or twice. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, the, the Colts and look if, good. And if you're look the Rams it. defensive coordinator, I mean, why, why would you, why would you want to try to neutralize Aaron Donald by putting him up against Quentin Nelson? It's like, there's so many holes in this offensive line right now. Let's just move our best dude somewhere else. And avoid yeah. that i i know yeah. they've, they've been moving the ball once i you know he, he still has a good arm he still can run around a little bit they just they have a long way to go and not a lot of time to get there you have you have like 88 percent of the season left to get there it'll be okay but we're already like in the seat this is this is stuff you want to be figuring out in like august like preseason yeah. games you you play two of the best teams in the nfl man don't don't trip about it. don't lose sleep um moving on you got Bills, Dolphins, 35-0. Uh, Tua got hurt. Uh, th does this increase the Dolphins' chances at moving on to Sean Watson this season, yes or no? This season, I don't think so. Okay. I still think they're the number one landing place for Watson. I've, I've never been a Tua guy. I've been down on Tua. I know he got injured, so, like, you can't really say much about this game. But even last week, like, I'm just not seeing a, a ton from the sky that – makes me think he's the future of your franchise. Um, and they, they have a, they have a pretty good defense. Um, they have some offensive skilled guys, I guess uh, they have Waddle, they have Gaskins. Okay. I don't know. I'm not in love with a lot of their offensive skilled players, I guess, but you put a guy like Deshaun Watson on that team and they're, they're they turn into a contender pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, I think they should pending all legal investigations should be, strong suitors for Watson. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have anything else to add there, right? That's just a bad luck Dolphins game. Tua's got fractured ribs. He's not going this week. Jacoby Brissett's going to go, but we'll touch on that in the preview. I mean, one Bill's note. One Bill's note. Hayden, yeah. do you have something? I was just going to say, when the Dolphins give six sacks to the Bills, I mean, they're not going to win that game. Touche. 
So I have a note on the Bills. Something is not right with Josh Allen. Even in that beatdown win, it, this is not the Josh Allen we saw last year. He is dead last in yards per attempt. He is dead last in accuracy on throws more than 15 yards down the field in the NFL right now. And wasn't that his whole deal last year was like his accuracy went up. He was chucking the ball downfield. He was stretching defenses. Like what's going on here. I, and I know it was, it was a blowout win against the Dolphins. So you can't take a ton from that, but it was the, it was the same problem that he had against the Steelers with, um, with these longer throws. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Small, small sample size so far, two games, but just something doesn't seem right with him. Yeah, I mean, it was something we talked about, right? You, you have this meteoric rise in completion percentage. Uh, we talked about it before week one that we wanted to see, like, did he, do his feet look right? Is, is he still planting appropriately? Is he starting to float the ball? Um, and maybe that's the case. I mean, there's a reason that in the NFL, we never see a guy go from completing like 58% of his passes to 72% of his, compa- mm-hmm. his passes in a single year. Yeah. Our, I mean, and all of that tape is out there. Our defense is at a point now where they're like, oh yeah, okay, so you like this read and they're showing him something different. I mean, there's, there's more tape on him now than there was. I, I, I guess we'll say that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying, just about number of, number of his attempts. So roughly Bad. 50% of his... 50% of his passes are under 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. His, his yards per attempt so far this season, 5.3. 5.3. Woof. Yeah. Um, all right. Next game, we have the Pats Jets. Uh, Pats beat the Jets 25-6. I don't think anyone is surprised here. I do have some Zach Wilson notes that I took. Um, so Zach, so four picks, the first or the second one, excuse me, not his fault. Corey Davis should have caught that ball. You're a professional. It went through your hands. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if it was above you that I'm, I'm not here for any of that. If he's going to talk all this shit about how, like I left Tennessee cause I'm a true number one and I deserve to be treated as such. Like, okay, then fucking catch the ball. My guy that yeah. that's number one. Uh, the two that happened after that, um, he was just trying to make some stuff happen. I, I hear all the stuff about, you know, he came from BYU, da, 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 da in this game he threw a ball in live nfl action 60 miles an hour it's the fastest ball they've clocked this year um in in terms of arm strength and he did that off his back foot mind you like holy shit like that's breaking a finger my guy that is tough uh so a combine measurements josh allen threw at 62 pat mahomes threw at 60 um you've got guys like kirk Cousins, surprisingly who threw at 59 deshaun watson 49 miles an hour the the weakest arm of like any quarterback that we would consider worth a shit in an environment like that but those guys very seldom throw it like that in the game um so there's probably still some adrenaline he's probably still trying to force some things the talent was there like the guy moves around and tries to make plays um i just feel almost bad for him like he's missing mecky becton or makai becton he has no one to throw the ball to and he has a defensive head coach who's certainly not doing him any favors based on scheme and things like that. And you see it, man. They're running some really simple, like, mid-level college concepts where it's, okay, well, you run a post and I'll run a fade and, you know, we'll try to overload this side. And it's like, give the kid some fucking help. It's bad. Um, I, I worry about him. Alex Smith was on a pod and talked about how he felt about his confidence. Both of them threw for the four picks uh ironically against the pats in their first two career starts that was uh that was a stat i found interesting <laughs> and he was like man it took me years to put that behind me and get over that um and i that's a really bad omen i think i got over a snapped femur faster than i got over those four picks <laughs> <laughs> so man I, I i feel bad for him um you know at least with the jags uh they're not very good but they gave him an offensive-minded coach who's at least going to be like the quarterback's best friend and try to get him moving uh robert sala apparently is still living in a hotel in new york because he hasn't bought a house there yet that's a real stat that's a real thing check that out <laughs> with seven kids a wife and a nanny he's living in oh two God. hotel rooms in new york uh, I just, that's a terrible situation, man. I feel really bad yeah, for him. It is. Wow, pressure, that's a red flag. There's pressure in his face every time he drops back to throw. There there's, is. There's no there way is. he's going to be successful. No. Yeah. This is, it, 
it's just it, this is one of the times where I almost advocate like you should have let this kid sit for a year like you should have gone and gotten some cannon fodder old vet to come in and just get his shit pushed in for a year until you can get some guys around him because it's it's bad it's tough it, it really makes you think how how do you build a team in the NFL today you know do you do you start with the quarterback like the Jets always do or do you just bring in some journeymen so you can kind of tread water for a few years while you build up the offensive line, while you get a few skilled guys, while you put your defense together and then bring in, you know, uh, like a, a Mac Jones or Russell Wilson, you know, somebody maybe not like the top overall pick, but you get a guy that has some potential late first, maybe second round, and you put him into a good position and see what happens from there, as opposed to, you know, bringing this kid in and destroying his psyche and his body. You know, you see Joe Burrow getting just hammered all the time. Zach Wilson has no chance. None of the rookie quarterbacks that were drafted would be doing any better than Zach Wilson's doing right now. He, he, oh, no. There's just, there's just no chance to succeed. So you wonder, it's like, Okay, should the Jets? I mean, maybe maybe is the move you you trade back and you you stock you stock up on a bunch of picks and then maybe you go after a quarterback next year or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I digress. I, don't, I, I think there's so there's a lot of ways to do it, right? You have the you've got the Peyton Manning method where you draft the kid first overall because you're like, yep, this is our guy, can't miss. He sucks. He doesn't. You know what I mean? He has a really tough first year, and and luckily he had the right kind of mentality to move past that, and you were able to build around and figure it out. But the benefit of doing that is you had a guy like Polian who was going to be pretty secure in that role, and he kind of knew that, right? Ursay is not the kind of owner that's like rapidly firing dudes and pulling them out of pulling them out of office. Um, the Jets though have a history of turning over GMs, so if I'm a GM. I want to get paid. I want to keep my job. I don't want to get tossed out of New York. So yeah, I'm going to take the shiny new quarterback. And the thing about hope is it buys you time. It's what Matt Nagy did. Matt Nagy's like, Hey, look how slowly we're going to bring around Justin Fields and look how good he looks this year. Or, you know, we're going to sit him and next year is going to be the year he, he buys himself time. And I think that's what it comes down to if, for you and I to sit here and, and, you know, armchair quarterback, how to build an NFL team. Sure. Yeah. I think your method is probably right. We, you try to build a core and then you pick your year when you kind of feel like everything else is there. And yeah, people screw don't my have two, that luxury. Yeah. Screw my next two first round picks or three first round picks, because I'm going to be picking like 25th. Anyways, I'm going to go get my guy. I'm going to turn this thing around in two years and we're off and rolling. But like you and I, you know, that doesn't, that's not what's feeding our families. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good point. Um, Hayden, anything to add there after our my Zach Wilson tirade? No, I say we uh, we can move on to the next game. Uh, Bengals Bears. Does anybody have anything to talk about here? Justin Fields got in, didn't look great. He's starting this week. That was just a dumpster fire of a game. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I had one thing. Joe Burrow threw an interception on three straight passes. He had three consecutive passes that got intercepted. He also got sacked five times. <laughs> The touchdown to Chase should have also been an interception. People are sharing that on Twitter, and they're like, I think, I think the Bengals PR team was like, just like old times, they run the jungle. I'm like, that was 10 yards underthrown. <laughs> into double coverage, and the DBs ran into each other past Chase, and Chase caught it and, like, walked in. And when he walked in, right, he had some swag, and he was like, ah, uh, yeah, 7-11, baby, always open. It's like, dog, you were blanketed. That ball, you should have had to make a tackle on that play. You know, does anybody know how, what quarter fields got into the game? That was, that was during the one o'clock bonanza. And that was not a, a high list on my priority. I was at the Colts game when he came in. I think it was in the second half, uh, but I, that's I, I, okay. Sure. I thought it was third quarter also. And fields okay. carried the ball 10 times and he yeah. played like, and it sounds like maybe two quarters of football. Yeah, I thought third was quarter. Good. Sorry. Pretty ball. insane. He didn't look great, by the way. The pick that he threw was just god awful. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens this week at Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> the dog pound. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, we got Bucks Falcons. Buccaneers beat Falcons 48-25. No one is surprised. Matt Ryan is in the pocket, like Robert De Niro in that scene in The Irishman where he beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> he looks calcified. Yeah. Um, also, Matt Ryan has the lowest velocity on his passes in the league this year. It's like 44 miles an hour. 
my man is noodled and he is al dente <laughs> hey hey stop me if you guys have heard this before a brady quarterback team puts up 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to beat Matt Ryan in the <laughs> I saw that as oh no I mean two of them were interception returns but I just feel like Tom Brady owns like swaths of real estate inside Matt Ryan's head basically and like you, we really can't talk a ton of shit because he, he did go 35 for 46 for 300 yards and then he also threw three picks uh, the Buccaneers have, return for touchdowns. The, the Buccaneers, however, have called 50 blitzes so far this year. I don't have blitz percentages <laughs> just yet, but they are leading the league in blitzes by a significant margin. The second closest team is the Washington football team at 32. Tampa Bay has also brought more than six dudes on pressure uh, for 20 of those 50 snaps. So they are like, hey, our secondary is struggle bussing. You're going to get like two seconds to throw this football. And Matt Ryan was like, God damn it. I, I can't even move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> How about another week where Cordell Patterson was almost leading their team in rushing attempts to the Falcons what? suck, dude. The Falcons, are, not good. The Falcons are bad. On there. They're very bad. The Falcons are in the words of, in the words of uh, <laughs> Denny Green, God bless his soul. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> Uh, next game, oh, God. Uh, Vikings cards, 33-34. People are well, well aware of my biases at this point. I, the Vikings in the first two weeks of this year have had the two highest win percentage adjusted plays in football. They had an 89% chance to win the Bengals game. Cook fumbled, went to 14%, leads all of the NFL and then had a 93% chance to win the Cardinals game and, of course, went to zero because they lost the fucking game at the end of overtime. That is the biggest swing since they started keeping that statistic 15 years ago. The nightmare. I hate this. I do think they beat Seattle this week at home. I do think they're going to be desperate and they'll get a dub here. So I enjoy I enjoy You're, playing. Playing. you're who, a glutton for punishment. Who are you putting more blame on, Zimmer or Joseph? I'm not going to – all on Zimmer. Uh, reason number one. Actually, twofold. Justin Jefferson should have caught that fade pass that he dropped on yeah. that drive down the left sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, when K.J. Osborne caught that pass, which what a surprise K.J. Osborne has been. Yeah. Love it. Revelation. Uh, he ha- he ha- he's the only player in the NFL right now with a 100% catch rate with more than 12 targets. In yeah. two weeks into the season, I think that's a pretty impressive statistic for a number three wide receiver. Uh, you had that, that Tutty was nice. Just people wanted him cut, Aaron. Like, you're that, not that makes a certain tweet people wanted him gone, uh, even wow. more stupid. <laughs> he sucked last year, he muffed three punts last year. Yeah. He could not get on the field. It was, it's really impressive what he's doing. I'm really happy yeah. for him. Yeah, uh, Jefferson should have caught that, but when KJ Osborne went down, there was 41 seconds left. We had a timeout, we chose not to run another play and kick a 37 yeah. yard field goal. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I was putting a lot of the blame on Zimmer. Joseph should have hit that's the pretty kick, bad, but you can't you can't just blame him when the clock management it, was just awful, awful. On, at the end of the second half yeah. and at the end of the first half, we should have had. I would say I would say at least seven more points heading into this. Yeah. Another statistic for people who are not Vikings fans: so EPA is estimated points added. So over the last, uh, I think twenty fifteen, Hayden was when the stat was done because that's when the first terrible kick happened, at least since nineteen ninety eight. So the Vikings. Opposing kickers have 1.20 estimated points added per kick. The next closest team in the NFL is 0.6. So kickers effectively have a, I believe it was like a 17% accuracy boost overall when they play the Vikings. The Vikings have the same percentage adverse of their kickers. That's 100 points over that six years on just kicks that we should have made that we don't. And people make kicks against us. They shouldn't. They trotted a kicker out to kick a 62 fucking yard field goal for giggles. And he drained it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're 0-2. They've lost a game in overtime and lost a game by one. Uh, they did play the cards at home and played them really well. I do feel like they can play with a lot of teams. This is They played both games on the road. They get the next three games at home. But they have a really strong home field advantage. I'm trying to talk myself into it the best I can. I- if if we come out of this like two and three this next stretch, like sure, there's hope. I mean, there's hope, I guess. The division's not great. I, so, I don't even know why I get my hopes up, but go ahead, Aaron. 
So from an objective standpoint, your, your offense looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins is, is going blow for blow with MVP candidate Kyler Murray. I mean, they're, they're moving the ball. They're scoring the ball. Their offense looks fantastic. Thielen's great. Cook's great. Cousins is slinging it. You got the Osborne kid. You got Justin Jefferson. Their offense is fantastic. What in the hell is going on with their defense? Why, why did they get lit up by, by Joe Burrow? I'm not going to say why did they get lit up by Kyler Murray because I know the answer to that, but like there was, I mean, that was like a hot knife through butter. They're they providing no resistance. We None. didn't, we did not get beat up by Joe Burrow. Bro, Joe, Joe Burrow had extremely pedestrian stats in the game. He had two big plays. One Joe was Mixon, a blown coverage. Joe Mixon ran all over you then. I mean, you, you got to give it to somebody. That's the, that's the 16 penalties. Like that's what that is. They possessed the ball for like 42 minutes that game. Like the defense was tired. I, I put no, I mean, that was just a terrible performance all around. That was the game. You burn tape, you move. Come with the Cardinals win. After the first performance, I didn't know if they would. They're 0-2. There's going to be some desperation here. We've played the Seahawks like seven years in a row, it feels like. And this is the first time Mike Zimmer has ever had the Seahawks come in a regular season game and play in Minnesota. Yeah. So we know this team. Like We know how to scheme against this team. We should have beat them in Seattle last year, but Alexander Madison like missed a huge hole in the goal line and like got stuffed on fourth and one. So I don't know, dude. Look, they're probably going to lose this game against the Seahawks. But I am at least I'm somewhat optimistic going into this that like if they would have folded against the Cardinals and got blown out, I would have been like, okay, this is really bad. But like they might figure this out. Is this their home opener? Yes, this is. Mm. So we get the Seahawks at home, the Browns at home. The Browns run the ball really well. If their defensive, if their wide receivers are hurt, we're built to stop the run. Ton of beef. Who knows? And then we get the Lions. If we come out of this and we're somehow two and three going to Carolina, I'm going to feel really good about where we stand. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because then I we guess. get Dallas yeah. at home. Because <laughs> then, then we get Dallas at home and we got to travel to Baltimore. That sucks. But I mean, nine and eight in this, in the NFC North, that, that probably gets you second. That might even get you, a, I, don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel much better about the Vikings than I do about the Colts. I'll put it that way. If I, if I could pick a team, like who's going to win more games or who's going to have a more successful rest of the season. I, I would feel so much better about the Vikings than the Colts. Well, you're opposite of big cat. Big cat likes the Colts better than the, <laughs> the Vikings he, as far as own. But, but he has a pinky finger riding on that. He does. You're not wrong. He does. You're not wrong. Yeah. So of course he's going <laughs> to, it's going to, it's always going to scare him. He's like, Oh God, the Colts they're yeah. They actually look, they, they look okay. I might lose my pinky. Yeah. What I will say is healthy Kyler Murray did in fact look like he was a top 10 pick in football and baseball. So Dude, he's very good. Oh my God. He's, he's really super, good. super scion all over the place. He's did you just say just, scion? That's not, it's saiyan. It's not scion is a color. Scion is a light color of blue. Anyways, the dude looks <laughs> great. The, I mean, he's just, he's, he's like a ghost. I mean, he feels the pressure. He sneaks out of it. He does that little spin move. Man, the dude is just all over the place. He's so fun to watch. He's probably the most fun player yes. to watch in football right now, period. Yeah, I would I would echo that. Uh, and they're a fun team. I, they run really simple concepts with Kingsbury, which makes me feel like this is probably going to catch up to them. But he's he's doing the thing. It all rides on him. Just like last year, they were they were two completely separate teams because he had that soldier that shoulder injury and couldn't push the ball as far downfield. And it was like, oh, okay, now you're all human. And they that's why they lost. Like what? five of the last seven or something he's a he's a purdue guy so it kind of makes me sick a little bit but but when they drafted rondale Moore, uh i was like oh oh like oh yeah they're, they're adding a, they're adding a very explosive dude to this offense that already has a few of them on it um so i was kind of interested to see how they would work him in and it's been everything that any any cardinals fan could have dreamed of i mean that kid looks awesome 100 <laughs> percent no, he absolutely does. Um, I went on Dustin's pod before the season started, and uh, he, one of the guys was like, "Oh, you're like from Indiana, so you you definitely know Rondell Moore." And I'm like, "Well, well, no, there's more than like five of us here." So I. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, if Rondell Moore was six feet tall, he would be the number one recruit in this class. Like he would be the number one receiver in this class. Yep. He's electric. He is explosive. He is strong, um, and I'm happy for him.
enough about this sad game. Hayden, do you have any parting shots on this? Anything else you want to add? Just like I feel every week is going to be this week, on to the next game. Or this year, it's not. I don't fucking know. I am so tired. I'm so sick of watching my favorite football team lose. I just I want I need a win. Yeah, as yeah, like relatable. I, I agree with you. Um, all right, next week, Titan Seahawks. This was a this was a good game. I got to watch most of this. Um man, Seahawks jumped out to an early lead. First half, it looked really good. Uh, and then they got a lead. And just like when I made the pick on our pick 'em, I said, Hey man, they can't get married to these like old world like 22 sets. And that's exactly what they did in the second half. And then Derrick Henry beat their defense to shit and they lost that football game. Um, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm just on fire. I'm super mad at Pete Carroll. What do you guys have? So at when after last week, uh, Henry had a very underwhelming first game and it looked to be more the same in the first half against Seattle. And I was like, damn it. Like, this is what I was. I mean, as, as a Colts fan, I was like, if Tennessee, if, if Henry goes down or he just starts to wear down after the seven bazillion carries he's had over the last five, six years of his football career like they're kind of dead in the water because their defense sucks if henry's gone what Tannehill's gonna throw them to to the afc crown afc south crown like i'll believe that when i see it and then second half against seattle he's back king, king henry king henry is back just running over dudes now he catches balls out of the backfield which is even more terrifying he just wore down that seattle front seven you could literally see Seattle defenders like kind of cringing. Like this dude yeah. is just barreling at them. Like, ah, I don't know if I want to smoke right now with this guy really. Um, so yeah, if, if Henry can, can maintain this level of physicality and production, Tennessee is going to be a tough out. Um, yeah. That's all I got on that one. So Seattle, Chris Carson carried the ball 13 times for 31 yards. Nine of those carries came in the, excuse me, 10 of those carries came in the second half after they had built a lead. I understand. I understand why you're like, we're just going to hand the ball off. We're going to do this. Your team, it's just like how going for on fourth down is like cool in the NFL now. And like everybody does it. Like if your team is not built to do that, just don't fucking do it. You average 2.4 yards a carry. Russell Wilson was 22 of 31 with 343 yards. Just move, throw the ball around. Like, what are you doing? The, the, I just don't understand the adjustment and scheme because the, the thought process is, hey, we're going to choke them out. We're going to have these long drives. Like, no, you're not. Your offensive line is dick. It's, it's not good. It hasn't been good in years. Like, you're just not built for that. Sometimes they play like they still have the Legion of Boom. Like they, they run their offense. Like they still have like this generational defense that is going to just like shut, shut other teams down. And it, it hasn't happened. That hasn't been the case with them for a while. No. And if I'm some five ten defensive back, like, fuck, no, I don't want to tackle Derrick Henry. Hello? No. <laughs> um, Another huge game for Tyler Lockett. Eight receptions, 178 yards, a touchdown. My God, he's so good. He's going bonkers. Yeah. Some of the catches, he made another over-the-shoulder catch in this game. Man, he, he's he's putting together a very impressive season. It's early, but two two really good games from him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got a couple more here. We'll wrap it up. Cowboys Chargers. Uh, just neither one of those teams looked particularly sharp at any uh, point in that game. Um, if I see one more stat that's like Justin Herbert has a nuclear arm, it's like, uh, okay, like you know, Zach Wilson has a nuclear arm. That's what I found out this weekend. He just throws it to the wrong team. That's it. <laughs> so go ahead. So you love the I'm gonna, I love Herbert. I love the Chargers. I like Staley. I think that they need to let Herbert loose. I, th- I feel like they've been kind of having you know, managing him with kid gloves and not letting him just do what he does best. I, I think they need to allow him to let it rip a little bit more. Um, he threw McCarthy might, times. but I'm talking about the, what, what types of throws that these are. He's not, he's not launching the ball downfield. I think as much as, as much as he should, or as much as I think would benefit them. Um, the God, Mike McCarthy is so horrible. His kicker, Zerline yeah. absolutely bailed him out there. He botched that 
end of the game so badly. He let the clock run, and then he called a timeout, and then he just trots Zerline out there for a 57-yarder. What a douche this guy is. Like, I, they really did not deserve to win that game. And (laughs) it's such a shame. It's such a shame. Can they just, can they just, Send McCarthy packing and let Kellen Moore be the head coach. I mean, is is it that easy? Can they just then they say, "Hey, you're the head coach now"? Like, you, I'm sure you can manage the clock better than this guy. God, it's he's awful. He's it so, was, so awful. it was Zerline's mojo moment though. That was oh. he was ready. To oh, go. His mojo, his mojo yeah. moment. Dude, you know for a fact when they got in the locker room, he was like, "I'm damn proud of all you boys." He's like, "I'm damn proud of you." You boys played a physical football game. You went out there. You did it. Did it, did it. Like, dude, it just, I have, I feel, I feel like playing for Mike McCarthy as a professional athlete has to feel like you're playing for like your middle school football coach where like, he's just no, like, no, your middle school gym teacher. I'm not even going to give him football coach. Like go just, set up some kickballs and some cones or something just uh just canned like canned like hey you know good job way to be physical um god that brings me back man watching hard knocks just brings you back like ah i remember this like he strikes me as a guy that says all right bringing in god family football on three right no that's his phone background though for sure faith family football faith family football yep definitely yeah that's the monogram for sure uh i think they both kind of stink um all of herbert's picks have come on throws between 15 and 20 yards down the field so apparently every cross and out that they're running they just need to stop running those that's what i've taken away from this uh ravens chiefs uh, we got two more to get through here ravens chiefs uh ravens the harbaugh moment where he looked at lamar and said hey you want to go for this he said after the game he was like we knew we had two plays there because it was like third and five and like they yeah. weren't going to give the ball back to Pat Mahomes under any circumstances. They were going to, they were going to live or die by what those next two plays were. Uh, Lamar got the chiefs off his back. Good for him. I definitely thought the chiefs were going to win that game. Um, yeah. Good performance. Good, good game all around for the Ravens. That uh, McQueen guy, we were talking about him or Patrick Queen. Is that his name? Yeah. Dude, that guy's fucking everywhere. Oh that my God. He's Holy shit. All the time. <laughs> Um, he's all and, over the place and we we talked about this a little bit last week too the Chiefs defense um, so they are 28th in scoring defense currently uh, but also like they won their last game and I, I had a stat last year that they were equally bad they were 26th in scoring defense last year and they went 14 and one in games Mahomes started <laughs> so <laughs> they're gonna it's almost like it's almost like uh, like a Peyton Manning like a Drew Brees or like any of these elite quarterbacks where the premise is like, we just need to get them the ball back at the end. And like, if we suck, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't care. They just, can you imagine how much more Lamar and Harbaugh wanted to win this game as opposed yeah. to Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes? No, it's like no. they, they wanted and needed that game so much more than the chiefs did. And they still barely won it, barely won it. I, I just, sometimes it's not even fun to watch chiefs games because they just they're they're just like half asleep like they'll punt or they'll score and uh, and Mahomes is just like meh like i don't i don't really care like i know where we're gonna be in january and i know where you're gonna be you're gonna be watching me from the couch in january so <laughs> they, they just like they, they just they're so much better they're so much better than a lot of these yeah. teams that they're playing um they could play the Ravens 10 times and they'd probably win nine of them. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I understand. Yeah. Great performance from the Ravens. I get it, but my God, <laughs> that would have been a dumpster fire. If they lost that, they would have been in deep shit. You also have to wonder, like, did the chiefs just like not show them a ton Were the chiefs like the, like vanilla coverages, like we're probably going to see you again, as you mentioned in December, or January. And like, we're not going to give you anything. We're not going to yeah. give you anything on film that you're going to hold against us that far. Well, and you wonder the same thing about the Ravens defense because they doubled Tyreek the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe they were doing everything they could to win that game, or maybe they're also playing a little bit of mental chess with Reed, maybe because the next time they go to play them, 
you know, maybe they switch it up and they, they play straight up or maybe they double Kelsey, try to get them to play a little bit left-handed as opposed to what they were expecting. So I don't know. could be mind games going, going both ways. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We have anything else to add there, guys? Nope. Monday night. Yeah, Monday pack, let's do it. Pack Lions. Uh, pack Lions. Uh, friendly reminder again, we are a Dan Campbell podcast. He looks fucking great. I tweeted – the picture of him in that like dry fit, like, like t-shirt. And I was like, point of view, like your mom was like, ask your stepdad, like, Hey, like, maybe just go talk to him. His grades are down. Like, I think he's taking the divorce hard. And his face was just like staring into the sunset, like, fuck. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, Jared Goff actually looks like competent and good. He looks like he has a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got a ton of gaps on that team, but this was like, this was, you guys were absolutely right. This was prime, like an Aaron Rodgers get right game where he was going to throw four tutties. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Yeah. So far, Campbell is getting squeezing every ounce of talent um, out of the roster that he currently has. I just, I don't, I don't know how long that's going to last, uh, but yeah, I, he, he's paired with the right guy. Goss playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's throwing the ball around. You know, they don't look terrible. They hung with the pack for a little while. They were up. Were, were they up? What it was it? 14, nothing, probably just seven, nothing. Uh, seven they nothing, nothing. Yeah. And, and it was 14 7 uh 17 17 14, 14. At the half yeah yeah and then the packers scored 14 in the third it started raining in the second half and they they just just kind of literally washed away their hopes of hanging in that game but hey i mean they they, they showed up and they competed yeah through the first uh six quarters of the season the lines have actually kind of been fun to watch but then that that yeah, second yeah. half i was bored once aaron Rodgers was pointing at his receivers i knew this game was done there was no <laughs> aaron jones went off yeah, yeah definitely get get right spot for Rodgers, and he did indeed get right well uh all right guys we're gonna bounce get to the preview hayden shut us down uh okay thank you for listening uh make sure you tune in tomorrow which will be thursday for our pick five pod we'll be uh telling you our picks did you want me to actually do this or just hit pause i don't fucking know i'm doing it anyway uh follow us on twitter at pre-snap motion down baby faith Um, family football team on three yeah fuck it ready pre-snap motion on three one two three pre-snap motion we're done see ya bye mom